What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Tiebreaker Podcast, episode 51, and this is the big one. Jackson, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm sure you have, but we get NFL football this week. Not preseason, not teams opening training camp. We got real football this week, bro. Yeah, we got Colts on Sunday, obviously. And then, I mean, doing this Thursday, we're getting blessed with a it's banger. probably going to be one of the highest scoring games of the year, Lions versus Chiefs. It's going to be amazing. Honestly. Yeah, and welcome back to all the listeners out there and all the viewers on YouTube. I'm going to say it real quick right now. Subscribe to our YouTube. Follow the shows on all the audio platforms because, like I said, it's it's easy to get, like, I don't know, complacent in the offseason, like not doing episodes. You don't really know what to talk about. Really, the only thing that we get hype about in the offseason is like we go to the, we go to the training camp every year. But the main yeah. thing that I can't stand about the offseason is it's just like all we're doing is it feels like we're like just circling around everything. It's yeah. just it's like, all right, this team could be good this year. What's yeah. going to happen? There's some news. You heard the news from ESPN. Really? Right. It's unless it's something wild like the JT news. That's. That's the only thing I like talking about. Yeah, and also I want to say real quick, I'm not talking anything about Jonathan Taylor in this episode because that's that's literally all we've heard and talked about for the last like month here in Indy. So, dude, I have he's on the pup list. We'll see him in four weeks, maybe if if we even will. Um, we can talk about it in about a month here on the podcast. But right now, I don't really care to talk so, about JT. If you agree with that, what do you? Yeah, so I guess you didn't really have this down, but I think we could start out with this with the uh, week one. So we're not talking about JT, so we can talk about other running backs of the Colts. Yep. So um, what's the latest news, if we have any, on James Robinson working out for the Colts? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Um, I wouldn't put any like hype into it. I mean, he hasn't really been much of anything after, since he tore his Achilles. I heard some people talking about it on the radio this morning. Like, He's cool, and he can probably, like, maybe he'll join the team. But like I said, it was just, like you said, it was just a workout with the team the other yeah. day. Um, I don't really put, put much thought into it. Zach Moss should be back, um, maybe week one, but if not, definitely week two. He has a broken arm. I think Dion was named the starter. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be the Dion Jackson Evan Hole show. Uh, Steichen loves, you know, the running back by committee approach. Obviously, we're gonna have to without JT. Uh, but the whole Robinson thing, I don't really care about. the The Kareem Hunt storyline was here for a little bit then it wasn't and then now after the jt pup thing it came out that maybe the Colts are interested again i'm not even high on hunt uh for many reasons obviously we all know the big reason why but um i think jackson and hole are like gonna be our guys which i'm cool with i like evan hole i like Deion jackson they've shown stuff and then once zach moss gets back out there we'll have three decent running backs that's not jt obviously but uh i think we'll be okay in that in that regard yeah, I hope I, I I like Deion Jackson a lot. You saw, I mean, you heard me like I mean, two off seasons ago, I think, or last off season. I mean, just watching him, he looks like someone that's that shouldn't be a RB three somewhere. Yeah, he, he's a good backup uh, running back. Um, and even Zach Zach Moss was okay for us to end the season last the last year. game. He balled out. Yeah, like the O line kind of picked back up. We're gonna talk about the O line a little bit later on this pod, but like if the O line's good, I think you know, obviously the running game will yeah. be. Good, and, and I've got a lot of hope in Evan Hall too because Evan Hall, he's, I mean, he he gives me like the, he's just real shifty. Yeah, like, I like that about him. When he gets the ball, he's electric. He can do anything with the ball in his hands. Um, I I honestly like him better than uh, the Funk. Uh, what was his name? Jake Funk. Funk. Yeah, yeah. He's we, on uh, our practice squad though. Anyways, he's on the practice he, squad, he got but... cut, and then we signed him back to the practice squad. And back to Evan Hall, he's definitely probably going to be like our third down back. He's more of a power. He'll probably back. be like the pass catching guy. Yeah, I can see that as well um, for Richardson. But let's let's get into uh, week one. We have, of course, bro. We got a divisional game, and of course, it's Jacksonville. Luckily, though, it's not in Jacksonville because that would have been an automatic loss. Yeah, probably a shutout. Play Jacksonville in Jacksonville, it's an automatic L. So. Yeah, man. I'm gonna ask you though. Can we break the week one curse? We have not won a week one game since 2013. Okay. And I'm away. I'm gonna ask you. Do you know the last team we beat week one? Can you guess uh, at all? It was the Phil Rivers season, wasn't it? No, no, 2013, bro. Oh, 2013. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would have been Andrew Luck's second year, right? Maybe, yeah, something like that. Because this is crazy. I know this. Uh, Andrew Luck's first game with the Colts with the Bears, and we lost, and he put up like over 300-some yards that he passed. Yeah. But I can't remember. This was either his first or second year so was it like the titans or something no nah, it was the raiders the oakland raiders 
in Lucas Oil the last time we won a week one game. And I hate saying that out loud, dude, because it's 2023. It has been 10 years since we have started 1-0. But can we break that curse? So this is what I'm thinking right now is if you look at – I get feelings about Colts games sometimes. Like we've watched them for so long. We get a feeling when we're going to either get blown out. Like even the Chiefs game last year we won. I had a feeling like – we can play to usually what we're known for is playing to our competition. Facts. Um, we'll play with our competition no matter how good or bad. If they're, we tie with the Texans and beat the Chiefs, like that shows what happened last year. And the and the Eagles. Remember the Eagles game? It was so close. Yeah. I got a feeling we're gonna play a lot better than people think uh, going into this game. If you look at the Fanduel, like the lines of the game, we're a six point or a five point underdog, but yeah. our money line's only like plus one seventy, which shows that. They don't expect us to really get blown out of the water. They're only ex- they're expecting us to win or lose by um, no more than a score, pretty right. much is what they're showing. So like just under a touchdown. So I think that we're going to be in this game. It's not going to be a blowout of the water. I think it's going to be we're probably going to keep up with the team, but I don't think we're going to be able to win it. I think it's just going to depend on obviously Anthony Richardson if he's going to show out and show that he's a true baller yet, or if he's going to be able to have to. Obviously, like people are looking at, is if he's going to have to progress. Obviously, so you're predicting that the week one curse is still going to be in effect this year. We're starting out 0 and 1. Yeah, I'm expecting us to probably be. I think we're probably going to lose this game 2027, something like that. Um, I really think because I don't like our DBs playing Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, right? And then you also got Travis Etienne to worry about, and then Tank Big. Like that's that's a really good offense. But the thing that I'm worried about, like, with the Jacksonville, like you said, their O-line's kind of banged up. They're suspended. But, uh, yeah, they're starting left tackles out for the first four games. And then even their backup, this Walker little guy, he's already questionable on the week. I mean, he'll probably play, but he's banged up. So, I mean, I think the most important unit on our entire team this week, if it's not our young cornerbacks, it's going to be that D-line, Cody yeah. Pay, Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, stuff like that. And if... Last year, dude, in both of our games against Jacksonville, the one shutout loss we had in Jacksonville week two, Trevor Lawrence drew 25 of 30. I think in our home game, he only had two incompletions on the whole day. So, like, we have to figure out a way to disrupt well, Trevor Lawrence, and it starts obviously up front. We beat When we beat Jacksonville last year, Didn't wasn't it from the strip sack? Like, you remember that? Uh, we, I think we obviously remember. Uh, we remember – Alec Pierce's walk-off. Yeah, but I don't remember what happened before that. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence was 20 of 22 in the second game at home or in Indy. Like, you can't have that at all. We can't have any quarterback in the league only incomplete two passes, let alone Trevor Lawrence. Because all that does, dude, is he's just in rhythm. You have to figure out a way to disrupt him. And like we said, how banged up their O-line is. We've said this a lot about our defensive line. Like, going into a game, we should disrupt him. We should eat, and we don't. But it has it has to start this Sunday. It has to. So the thing that's wild, I think, if you look at the lines, I know I keep talking about the lines of like the sports book and stuff, but that's how you can really tell what people are what the I guess people are expecting to happen. Yeah. I still think in my mind, like if I'm if I'm not a Colts fan looking at this team, looking at them playing the Jags, I'm thinking the Jags are blowing the Colts out of the water. That's what I'm thinking because if you obviously what we just talked about, but also you have to realize like this is an offense last year that played really good and then now you have trevor lawrence with an even better target even better backfield yep. um i mean why would they why would they still be only i mean jacksonville five? they're obviously the probably the afc south favorite they're a pretty like decent underdog to like in the whole afc to like kind of root for this year doug yeah. peterson you know still establishing himself trevor lawrence is we know how good he is like the colts have a tough matchup here but i just think it being at home the home team Makes has won it. 11 yeah. straight games in this matchup. We know how hard it is to win down there. It's just as hard for them to win up here. I don't know what it is about this matchup, dude, but so the away team cannot win, win. If you saw the Colts win this game, would you think, like, would you be like, holy shit, like that? Or would you just think, like, yeah. I would. Kind of, I would. Yeah. Because, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of expecting us to lose this game as well. I mean... I'm kind of with you. It'll be close, but Jacksonville is obviously the better team. The Colts lack a lot of depth. They don't have that good of a roster. But yeah, I this would is be so like, cliche to say, but I'd I feel like the way that this game's going to go is, is I feel like I really think we're going to be able to move the ball. I think that their teams aren't going to be ready for what Anthony Richardson can do with his running ability. We saw with Jalen Hurts and um, Steichen last year what that right. looked like. 
So I think that that's what's going to keep us in this game is just Jacksonville not being able to prepare for us that well. Yep. But I think that this is so cliche to say, but it's going to be whoever wins the turnover battle, I feel like, is going to win this game. And yeah. And sadly, with, it's probably going to be Anthony Richardson throwing the pigs. Right. So. With a rookie quarterback, everyone knows how many games he played in college. He's going to make mistakes. Um, I'm going to ask you, what do you want to, regardless if we win or lose, and this can be a big picture question on the whole year, but I'm going to focus it on just this one game. What do you want to see from Richardson on Sunday? From Richardson, I this is the one thing that I, if you guys look at my latest YouTube video, um, you'll see what I've talked about with the quarterbacks with this. The one thing that I've lately been looking at with quarterbacks is, is it's it's just take every stat out of the question. If you can make a play on third down yeah. to get a first down, right. or you can keep drives going, that is the number one thing I want to see. Yep. I don't want to see you, like, just what we saw from Matt Ryan last year. That's why I don't want to see. Obviously, you're not going to see that in Anthony Richardson, but I want to see... If he could throw three picks, as long as he has energy, he's going out there, he's converting these third downs somehow, he's making plays with his feet, he's making yeah. plays with his arm. Right. I don't care if he chucks four interceptions up. If, as long as I see that, we know. Because I think Andrew Luck threw like three picks in his debut. I'm going to look that up to make sure. I'm yeah, and we all know Peyton Manning broke the interception record as a rookie. Um, I'm going to answer my question, what do I want to see from Richardson? I Because this is what I kept saying in the preseason, I want to see scoring drives. Preferably touchdowns because we didn't see him throw any touchdowns in the preseason. I want to see scoring drives. I want to see a little bit of that deep ball, whether it's to Alec Pierce or Pittman. I want to yep. see that running ability, like you said, on third downs, be able to extend drives. And then what he did pretty well in the preseason is bouncing back from mistakes. He's probably going to throw one or two interceptions this game. What's that drive look like after those picks? You know, we saw it in Buffalo. He threw that that early pick. He immediately bounced back, drove down the field. We saw it against the Eagles. He had um, that first three and out to open the to open the game. Every every drive after that, drove down the field, got field goals, got touchdowns. So I just like if you're a rookie, how do you bounce back from those inevitable picks or fumbles yeah. or whatever is going to happen? And I think Richardson has shown a lot of poise, and that's what you ask anybody what they're high on. You ask Steichen what he's high on about Richardson is his maturity and his poise and how he bounces back. Yeah. So that's what I just, I just want to see that. Like, that's literally it. I don't he, care if we, that's out the there, entire season. I don't care how much we win. Just yeah. show me something from Richardson. Show you know? us, show us something. That and it feels good. To, it feels it. good to finally be in that. We're not stressing every Sunday with Matt Ryan or Windsor Rivers that we have to win, 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 win. It's the not like that. The only way I can year. compare our feeling about the Colts last year and the years before is like when you go and get a bag of chips and they're stale, but you're just so hungry that you eat it still. Yeah. Like that's literally what it feels like to watch the Colts every year. Yeah. And I feel like this year now it's like we got a new bag of chips. Like yeah, we're ready to go. La the Wentz year was exciting. We had JT. Last year we were old at quarterback and we were boring on offense. Yeah, it shouldn't it was... be that way this year. We should be exciting on offense, young at QB, and we'll still probably lose because the Colts don't yeah. have that good of a roster. I want to say something else. Um, fuck. Never mind. Keep going. Never mind. I lost it. Lost. I lost whatever we were saying. But <laughs> I think, like, like we're saying, to piggyback off what we're talking about, Anthony Richardson, you know, we just want to see him play football. We don't want to, we don't care if he makes his dumb mistakes, as long as he can show us something that we can at least yeah. have hope for. If he goes out there and, like, I mean, absolutely throws like four for 18, throwing right. three interceptions, like, I'm probably something Will like, Levis would do if he was well, our quarterback. <laughs> well, like, the one thing I don't want to see is this sounds terrible, but like, if you saw Justin Fields at the start of his career, I mean, he looked, to me, he looked absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, I mean, a big part of that was the Bears didn't yeah, help him at all. That The Bears didn't help him You at could all. also that, argue that I, the Colts really haven't done much to help Richardson either. So, I mean, yeah. that's I a mean, story we got, to talk about. I like the McKenzie and the Josh Downs move because we haven't had... Paris Campbell is himself. I don't think, to me, I don't think he's the best slot position. I think he kind of fits between the slot and receiver role right. on the outside. Um, but these are true small guys that are going to get the ball. They're going to do T.Y. Hilton type of things, yep. slot slot receiver, making plays. I like I like the route running from Josh Downs. I think McKenzie's going to bring in. So that, that Bears preseason game, when I was up doing replay, a lot of my cameras were ISOed on Josh Downs. Dude, he's going to be good. And, like, I yeah. understand now why the Colts were, like, so excited how much he fell in the draft. They were able to get him. We talked about it on previous pods about how much Shane Steichen likes his slot guys. Josh Downs is a dog. 
and yeah. he's been Anthony Richardson's roommate this entire training camp, this entire preseason. Like their their relationship is you know great. I think them two are gonna make some crazy plays this year, not just Sunday, but like the entire year. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I just want to see, like, dude, I want to see hope from our young guys. That's it. It's literally the, our whole season relies on if these young guys can just step up. That's yeah, just show us is. something, especially not even on the offense, on the defensive side of the ball, dude. Our corners are we're we're banking a lot on their potential, not what they've already shown, just because they're so young. Jalen yeah. Jones, Dallas Flowers, Juju Prince, all these cornerbacks. Dude, there's a world, and I'm I'm a biased Colts fan, but there's a world where these dudes come out and like oh. exceed expectations like no other, and we actually might have a pretty good defense. Or, you know, they show how young they are, they show how inexperienced they are, and they get picked off, like picked apart by Trevor Lawrence and all these other quarterbacks yeah. we're gonna play this year. But like that's okay with me because as long as they show us a little bit of something every week. You know, we can build on it. I, I think that, like, I just hope that they come out and play. But the thing is, is a lot of people are overlooking the Colts. I'm not just saying this because we're in Indianapolis. We're biased as hell. Maybe it is. But, yeah, there you go. But uh, the main thing is, is, like, we have a really, 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 really easy schedule this year. Like, Especially one that compared is, to, like, other years. Like, I'm going I'm to break this down. I'm not sure if this is going to take off our faces right here. But I'm going to look this up. Colts schedule. We have, because I was doing the uh, playoff predictor where you could, like, pick all your teams and stuff to win what games. Yeah. And what's crazy is I realized I kept having the Colts do a lot better. And I was trying not to be biased. But we play the Texans twice, which, to me, I think that should be two wins, okay? I mean, that's every year. Is that really going to happen? Probably not. We play the Rams. We don't know what the – we saw the Rams last year. We're going to beat them if they play like last year. Cooper Cup's not healthy. We're going to beat them. Play the Titans. Who are the Titans going to be? We have no idea. Yep. And we play – the, the Browns. Panthers, the Browns, Saints. the Browns, like the Falcons, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are, I think they're going to be better than what people think too, but the Falcons are a team that I think are terrible. Do we yep. play the Cardinals at all this year? Because that would be icing on the... No, we but. don't. I <laughs> wish. We play the Raiders again way, way late in the season. And a lot of these is we play, because in previous years, dude, we've had all these like superstar quarterbacks coming and Lucas Oil and yeah. torch us this year. You could argue that Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the best quarterback that we play at home the entire year, and we get him week one. I mean, Jacksonville at home, the Rams at home, like you said, Cleveland's at home, the Saints are at home, the Bucks are at home, Pittsburgh's at home, the Raiders are yeah. at home. Like He is going to be the best quarterback we see. 100%. That, that could help us out, too. I think that we have a pretty – the defenses we play aren't that good either. I mean, we play like the Patriots, of course, the Rams. I don't know how the defense is looking without Ramsey, but right, Baltimore, um, stuff like that. I mean, a lot of it is it's just like our our division itself is just straight dog water. Yeah, but, it's so wide open. Um, yeah, that's how I feel about the Colts this year. And Hopefully it's it's, can... it's it's a little bit like that Rivers year. Granted, that was a COVID year, so there was a lot of other factors that played into it. But those teams that we played that year just were not that good, which is why we somehow found ourselves in the wild card, almost able to yeah. beat the Bills. But there's a world, bro. I'm telling you, if Anthony Richardson comes out and exceeds expectations, if Steichen can do what what he's you know done previous and everywhere else, yeah. granted he's a head coach this year, first time head coach. But like, I don't know, man. These teams, the schedule isn't that good. On the flip side, like I've said already on this pod, the Colts roster really isn't that good. The depth really isn't that good. We're a couple injuries away on the O line on the cornerbacks from being even worse. Because our depth yeah. is just terrible, but like looking at it on paper right now, the the schedule isn't that bad. Well, this is what this is like my bold prediction for the Colts this year. I guess I could say is that I think that if they stay healthy, and when I say stay healthy, people are gonna get hurt. But I mean like Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson doesn't go down. Right. Um, two receivers don't go down. That right. kind of thing. I think there is a world where the where we can go five hundred or better. Um, maybe even a nine and eight. But the thing is, is I've been doing this playoff predictor a bunch, just like going through it and trying to see like what my averages are, what teams I'm picking. And dude, nine and eight's not gonna make it to get to a wild card. There's gonna be so many teams because I, I have the Chargers and the Chiefs both starting out like ten one or yeah. like ten and two, ten one. I mean like, the AFC is just that deep. And we, got, we said that last year, and they got even better this year. Chargers, Bengals, uh Ravens. Chiefs, Dolphins, Jets, Bills. Dolphins, Jets, Bills. That's that's seven teams right there. Yeah. Those, all those teams are teams that could literally be the number one seed. And that's seven teams. That's the whole entire 
but three of those teams that we just said are three of four teams in one division. So there could be a lot of teams beating up on each other, which could help the Colts. I mean, yeah. we didn't even say the Jags. So like, I don't know, man, it, the AFC is that deep and that scary. But I mean, in a realistic world, the Colts don't need to make the playoffs this year. Just show us something. We still need yeah. to build a lot of our roster. Um, and that's just what happens. Pretty when much the best thing that happened te technically would be for us to be bad so we can get some poor draft picks. But 100%. Um, if, if we're going to be good, I hope we're good, good. I hope if we're going to be bad, we're just bad. Not... But Richardson isn't bad. Yeah, I hope we're... I, I would love to be like terrible, but Richardson like be good. I hope that's what happens. I think that's what we can say is we hope that our team is dog water and that Anthony Richardson is a baller. That's yeah. All I can and say. do you think fans here in Indy and you know all the fans around the country that are Colts fans are they do they have the brain capacity and the function to like accept that? Because I think they do. I think fans well, I realize think they're what probably we asking have. us. Do we have the brain capacity to understand that we're going to be bad? Like me saying that we're going to be five hundred, we could be five hundred. Like, would probably just, if I said that on some big network, they'd probably just literally kick me out of the call. 100%. They'd be like, they'd be like, you're, you're dumb. But yeah. I think with the strength of our schedule, I think that is a real possibility that could happen. So, agreed. Let's move on from talking just Colts, Jags, this, their game week. Let's go some storylines again outside of Richardson to watch this season. I'm going to start off uh, two of our trenches guys. I think Quiddy Pay and Bernard Reinman. If you guys don't know who Bernard Reinman is, he was our rookie left tackle last year. He showed pretty good signs, especially towards the end of last season. Um, their two development, who do you think is more important, Reinman or Quiddy Pay? Quiddy Pay. What do you pay? Because so? we can have we can. Are you talking about our O line? Yeah, Ryan or Pay? Uh, you're saying you're saying Pay? So I'm, the reason why I'm saying Quiddy Pay is because with with the quarterback we have, I think the O line isn't going to be as important as it was when we had someone like Matt Ryan. Especially literally, Ryan. if one person gets past the line, Done it's for. over. It's a fumble, so or it's Quiddy, a pick, or it's a sack. So if Quiddy Pay can go out there, step up for the defense, there's so many young guys on defense that we need someone to really ball out we don't even, like we can get into it in a second but like Shaq we don't even we don't know what's going on with him he's just pulling money out of the Colts system right now <laughs> but uh so yeah I think Quiddy Pay if he can have a big year that'd be great I can uh, agree with that because it, dude imagine an opposing O-line if Quiddy Pay is showing flashes one he needs to stay healthy but two if he shows flashes on the edge all that's gonna do is open it up for Grover Stewart and Buckner in the middle so like I, I I can see that personally I think Bernard Ryman is a little bit more important just because you want to the left tackle is probably the second or third most important position in all of football yeah. behind the quarterback as young as he is and ever since Costanzo left the Colts haven't had that guy so if Bernard Ryman just can can show that he can continue his development and you yeah. did say that the quarterback we have is a little bit like the O-line maybe isn't as important, but I think the O-line needs to play a huge role because with a mobile quarterback, dude, if Richardson breaks for a 60-yard run or a 40-yard run or a 15-yard run on a third and 10, yeah. and they gets called back because those O-linemen are holding because they're not used to True. a mobile quarterback. I think about that, yeah. Yeah, that, because we saw that in the preseason already. Like, that, that is going to... That's going to frustrate the hell out of Especially all Especially on plays where Anthony Richardson is not sliding. Because we saw that... Some of his runs, he didn't want to slide. And I'm like, we saw what happened with Andrew Luck with that. Right. Andrew Luck didn't slide. He was someone that was going to run you over and, and if you saw you. You know, so. Bill's fans talking about Josh Allen, same thing. But I just think yeah. the Bernard Ryman is a little bit more important just for the more longevity and the of Anthony Richardson and just the Colts O-line getting back to that, you know, that role that we all knew that they were capable of a couple years ago because they were bad last year. But I think it's a great yeah. point to – you know, defensive line versus O-line. Um, another one, Pittman and his role in the offense. I think he has a big year coming up because it's, it's a contract year for know. him as well. I don't know about Pittman. Uh, I've always been down on Pittman. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, don't he, know why. He been... hasn't shown you any really thing to be super but high the on. the thing is, like, he does show us the, the, I guess you could say, like, the reason why he is where he is is because he's tough he's very tough that's his thing he'll get the ball he'll run you over he's not someone that's gonna catch the ball go down he's someone that's he's gonna go up for it he's made some crazy plays that we've seen but also i think him and pierce have a big dropping problem i think that like alec pierce especially just that's that's a lately kind of thing yeah alec pierce has been dropping balls like well to be right. fair they have to 
get used to Richardson's piss missiles coming at him. Now, yeah, I, that, I'm on true. the side of Richardson. You probably need to take a little bit off of those, but at the same time, that's probably that's our quarterback now, and they have to get yeah. used to that, which they probably will. But yeah, their drops have been uh pretty bad, pretty bad. And I think the thing with Pittman is is I I don't know. I just feel like I don't know what it is about him, dude. Just I think the reason why I don't like him is because the quarterbacks we've had going to him, we haven't used him in the deep threat at all. Agreed. He's always been a slant guy on third down, yep. the slants getting hit over the middle. Which like I think that's him. If everyone on our roster, you probably want him to be that guy because like you started off talking about him, his toughness is next level. Yeah. But my so, thing is, I want to see he has eleven career touchdowns. Like for for wide receiver one, I'm trying to no bullshit. I'm trying to see eleven in one year. Like, yeah. be that guy that Richardson can go to, especially in the red zone, his big body, his toughness. Like, I, dude, I want to see Pittman get a touchdown a game. I want to see Pittman have multiple games where he's getting two or three touchdowns. Now, I know that's a lot. You have a rookie quarterback. Are we even going to be scoring that many touchdowns in the game? But, like, I've said that Pittman's whole career. Like, dude, you need to catch touchdowns. So, hopefully this year. And, I mean, he's probably saying the same thing about himself as well. Like, he needs to get in the end zone a lot more. I think one of the biggest biggest things to this year for the Colts is, is our red zone offense last year was – I mean, I don't know the statistic on it, but it had to have been last. It had to have been last. I mean, dude, everything would, in our offense was probably last It would have been 33rd year. if it could have been. But the <laughs> the thing is, is I think with our offense, the way we saw them run, not even only in the preseason, but also in training camp, a lot – so Isaiah – Isaiah McKenzie, I think, is going to be someone to watch in the backfield. I think Josh Downs, when I say backfield, I mean the motions back there. I think the yeah. motions and all that good stuff is going to help us out so much because now you have to worry about a slot receiver getting a handoff, or I guess you could say a pass, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, a pass, you have to worry about, I guess, a Pittman fade. You have to worry about the RPO. You have to worry about Anthony Richardson running it in. So there's so many things. Like last year, it was either going to be Taylor or Pittman. That's yeah. all you had to worry that's and, only and probably about. two or three seconds for Matt Ryan because our O line was so bad. Yeah. All right, moving on from Pittman, more storylines outside of Richardson to watch this season. We kind of already talked about it. We can we can kind of glance over this one. The O line just trying to bounce back from last year. Like I said, their depth is so bad. So hopefully, I mean, everyone stays healthy. But I mean, it's the NFL. It's O linemen. You know, they get guys rolled up underneath them, ankle injuries, knee injuries. Hopefully they can stay as healthy as they can because their depth is ass. Moving on from that, I think um, an underrated storyline that I heard people talking about on the radio this morning was how long does Steichen, like how long is Steichen able to call plays efficiently? How does that look and how long does that last? Because if you guys didn't know, last year in Philly, or not maybe two years ago, um, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, started the year calling out plays as the head coach. He Credit to him, he learned that that's not going to be the best thing to do. He gave Steichen, the OC in Philly, the play calling duties. How long does Steichen, you know, is he able to do that here? We'll, we'll see. Because Frank yeah. Reich did it, and maybe that was part that of his was downfall. So bad, dude. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Yep. How long will uh, Steichen call plays if... If any, maybe he'll do the whole year. Maybe he'll be fine. But uh, one more storyline, Kenny Moore and Shaq Leonard. You talked a little bit about Shaq Leonard earlier. He finally got back healthy, healthy in quotes, um, played all of training camp, didn't play anything in the preseason, I believe. Maybe I could be wrong. If he did, I don't remember it. He got hurt in the preseason. I yeah, and he's happened. been on con concussion protocol ever since one of the joint practices. I think it was the Eagles, maybe the Bears. Um, Steichen says he's progressing. We'll see how long he's out for with concussion. It seems like it's always something with Leonard. All we want to see as fans is him back on the field because we know what he can bring. But what do you think Dude, about Kenny Moore? Kenny Moore, I think he's going to be, he's, I think, a top 10 corner in the league easily. Um, if he gets back to it, because last year was bad. Last year was pretty weird, pretty bad. I don't know what that was all about. I think that. Did Hunter Renfro ruin Kenny Moore? Is that a valid question? Because he got oh, torched. That was, that was, and that's it, wild. That's crazy that you just said that. He got am his I wrong, dude? By Hunter Renfro. Dude, go back to that game. Look what Renfro was oh, doing. Dude. All the Colts needed to do was beat the Raiders. We were in the playoffs. Yeah. Wait, no. That, wait, what year was that? That was the wins here. That was the second to no, last. That, we played the Jags. Oh, I guess we played the Jags too. But yeah, it was. It started out with the Raiders. Yeah. That was bad. Kenny um, Moore was getting cooked. Was it Henry? Was it Henry Ruggs that was burning him? 
No, it was Renfro. Oh, it was it was Renfro. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, um, yeah, Kenny Moore. I think I think he's if he can just play the way he plays, he'll be good. But I want to move on to Shaq. Okay, I want to talk about this. This is a guy that I love and hate so much. So when he I plays, love I love him, him, dude. When he doesn't play, I hate him, dude. It's like I don't hate him, but as a Colts business right now, he was the highest paid linebacker whenever he signed his deal. Yeah, it was like just under 100 mil, I think. Crazy amount somewhere. But let's just give the money. Like, would you give that money just to JT? Like, would you be like, all right, we're. Nah. I don't know, man. I just. I and think. And let me. T- let, I think I said this on this pod. The reason we're so. I know why. We're so, like, high on Shaq Leonard is because, like, what he the the standard that he has put on himself we yeah. see the turnover machine he is there's a reason why every defensive player on this planet is punching the football now because of Shaq the, Leonard the thing that scares me about Shaq right now is I, I like him I really hope he gets healthy and plays I just hate the fact that he hasn't played in like what two years now or maybe it's I mean he's played but it's been on like and off. he he was on the field last year finally and then For he like was, one play yeah literally. yeah he and got then, hurt the first play he came in I think and then Jeff Saturday was like because remember, Jeff Saturday was our coach last year for a little bit, but he was like, "No, nah, you're not playing anymore. Take your surgery, get healthy." Um, all off season this year, he was rehabbing. We, like I said earlier, we saw him in training camp. He he did a lot more than what was expected of him in training camp and the joint practices. Got concussed, and now he's in the concussion protocol, which isn't. I'm not that worried about. I mean, how many players in the season get? Well, the reason why I'm worried about it is because I can't remember where I saw. I think it was an interview or something. It might have been a podcast I listened to him. I remember him saying something about like when he got his back problem. He was like, initially, he was like, "Oh man, like this is like pretty serious." Like, how much can my body take? Is pretty much what he was thinking. Of a player his caliber as well. Yeah, and now he's getting concussion after a back injury. I feel like that's mentally for me. If I had a back problem and then. I get concussed right after. I'm thinking like, look, like if if I can get hurt with these bad injuries, because a concussion isn't something bad that we think about, but within yourself, if your head being messed up, that's a pretty hard injury to deal yeah. with. But like having, I think two pretty serious injuries, I think that is something that's going to mentally deal with them. He even coming out said that on his first training camp day, he was kind of, you know, worried about how he was going to come out there and play. Is he going to yeah. come out there and be normal or he's going to be, because this guy has had so many injuries, any kind of like setback like this concussion is just, and now I'm not just making a joke because it's his head, but like that's going to mess with his mental. Like he yeah. had all this progress this year in training camp, way more than expectations thought. And now you have this setback. How does it, you know, deal with him? I think he'll be fine. I think he showed enough this training camp that I think he kind of is back, but yeah. we'll see if we'll even play this week. Maybe the Colts take it slow. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to see him this week, but obviously we'll see as uh, if he practices this week or not. But I think it's a big year for Leonard. If, Dude, if we can get him back, even a fraction of what he was, yeah, it just it just adds to this He defense. changed the whole defense. That's what he dude. did. He changed it. Literally, I mean, he's someone, I think he, he makes strips He makes strips all the time. I think he had like, how many takeaways was it that? That, uh, that wins here? Yeah, it was like, I want to say it was like double digits. It was almost every game. And even last year, I was in the stadium against the Commanders. You might have been as well. For that little bit of time he was in, he got a pick. Like, yeah. he is that, he's a ball hawk of that caliber. Dude, if, if yep. we have him out there, I don't know, it, it could be something special. But I'm praying, man. I'm a, He's probably one of my favorite players on this team, probably right behind Richardson right now. I just want to see him on the field. I want to see him healthy. I want to see him back just for his, like, even his mental, like he loves yeah. the game. All right, let's move outside the Colts now. I guess that's a thirty-four minute Colts more. discussion. That was awesome. We're that's, ready. It's pretty. We have we've we've been holding that one in for a minute. We're but ready to to end that. Yeah, Colts. Let's do good this year. Shaq, hope you're healthy. Kenny, let's ball out. Let's go. Uh, so there's a lot of NFL teams getting hyped this year. But there's one team that the NFL has been pushing really hard, hard knocks, all this. The Jets, have they gotten too much hype already yes, for what yes. they're about to be? You and think so? I want to see them do good just because I hate the Bills so much. But I'm already like, dude, how are the Jets supposed to be this good? You know, like they haven't I, shown I think, us anything. Well, I think last year they showed a lot. I think their defense showed they a lot. Did. Their, You're right. Their You're defense right. was pretty good last year. I think 
the reason why there's teams like this that I root for is because two years ago when I said that the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl, it was based off of a team just like this. It was a team that I thought that was, you know, they they had a really good year, but not good quarterback play. And they brought in a quarterback like Matthew Stafford. Now, you could argue Aaron Rodgers might be different than Matt Stafford. I think if I had to say something right now without watching Aaron Rodgers play, I think Matt Stafford two years ago is better than Aaron Rodgers now. Nah, um, no way. You think so? No way. I think Aaron Rodgers I, still has a lot left. Granted, uh, we, we see what Rodgers does every regular season. Can Rodgers get to the playoffs again with his Jets team and then do better than he ever did with I'm the Packers? I'm also talking about, like, I want to say this sounds bad because Matthew Stafford's hurt. I just feel like Matt Stafford, I feel like, was more of a, is more, I don't know, I don't want to argue this. This is such a weird discussion. But I think the Rams with Matt Stafford, I feel like I was more hyped about than Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, which a lot of people could argue that too. I mean, they're but... pretty similar, though, just the way these teams have built themselves in each offseason. Remember how all yeah. in the Rams went that year? It worked out. They won the Super Bowl. Look how but all look in at... the Jets are going this year. Like, that's a pretty like good comparison out of you, to be honest. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because so badly, I want to say the Jets are my team. This is going to be my team to win the Super Bowl. I think that this is who I think can win it all. But. I did that for the Rams two years ago, and I had no doubt in my mind that the Rams won the Super Bowl, and they did it. You're right. And I'm not even trying to just flaunt that, but like it, I, to me, it was so serious in my head they were going to do it. But last year, I said the same thing about what team? Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> the Bron- like, so that's what makes me skeptical about doing this. Maybe I did a, like a little luck of that, but the Jets, I think, are either going to be a complete flop or they're going to be really good. And yeah. knowing how good their defense played last year and what the talent they have with Garrett Wilson – um, even some of the younger guys on that team. I mean, Brees Hall, if he can come back to full form, yep. he could be the best running back in the league, arguably. Yeah. But I think, is this your my team this year? Like, do you think that this is the team? I want them to be just so they can, you know, win the AFC East. Um, I'm kind of a little bit, I kind of want to see what the Dolphins are going to do in that division as well. But I mean, it's the media and everything that's happened in this offseason has like already kind of made me tired of the Jets. But when the season starts, I'm going to be like rooting for them kind of just so they yep. can challenge Buffalo. And I don't have to say it on this podcast. This isn't news. I don't like the Bills. So if anybody in that division can challenge Buffalo, I'm going to, you know, root for them. And I just want to say something. Last year, this Jets team was a 7-4 and four team through the first 12 weeks of the season. With Mike White, wasn't it? Well, that was all with uh, Wilson. And then I don't know if they benched Wilson or if he got hurt. And then, yeah, they ended the season with Mike White. They lost the last six games of the year. So, like, this team was good last year for a little bit, and they got even better this year on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, everything is there for the Jets to, like, be yeah. good for sure. I and mean, Garrett Wilson, we know he's in. Like, he that's the way he looks, the way he plays, the way you just see him. Go out there and catch balls. He looks, yeah. Amazing. And uh, the Wilson that I was talking about, well, obviously, was Zach Wilson. That was their quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to for people listening. Now this season, I think they can only get better. They start. I'm over here talking about the Bills. Week one, Monday Night Football is Buffalo hosting the Jets. So like that's gonna be a panger on Monday night for sure. Yeah. Another team I want to ask you is, is is everyone super high on is the Lions. What do you think about Detroit? Because I, I don't understand same. where all this hype come from so, with, the, with Lions. I mean, last year they had a good season. It, it wasn't did. terrible compared to what they've had in the past. I mean, they the thing is, is there's so much there. Their their defense. I'm not sure really about their defense. I don't really know too much about their defense. I think it was pretty bad last year. If I had a, I think they were very high scoring games. But um, the thing I like about him is Amon Raw. He's he's a top ten receiver in the league. He was helping me out on a bunch of my maybe Madden a, videos. I'm not even gonna lie. He's beast. maybe maybe he's nasty. He is. But the pick of Jameer Gibbs. Um, and they have David Montgomery now, too. I think that's a really good backfield. If you I guys don't, that, okay, you just said it. Jameer Gibbs, a rookie uh, running back out of Alabama, for those listening. Yep. And um, they're going to get Jamison Williams back sometime this year. I think that this is a team that I don't think can make a run for like a Super Bowl kind of run. But I think that this is a team that is going to maybe, with the division they're in, I think it easily makes sense. Exactly. That division, especially ever since Rodgers left Green Bay, which we can we could talk about Green Bay, how you feel about Jordan Love, but I think the NFC North division is that wide open for the Lions, which is probably why people are a little high on them. I personally just don't have a lot of hope in Jared Goff. I think last year 
was kind of an anomaly. I mean, he did get his team to the he got his team to the Super Bowl, right? And they got absolutely pissed on. Uh, was it the Chiefs? Oh yeah, with the, with the Rams. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it wasn't the Chiefs. I think it was the Patriots. It was somebody. Yeah, I think no, you're no, right. I think you're right. Yeah. And then they scored like what three points in the Super Bowl. I think yeah, that's but- the Jared Goff that I kind of know. I think last year, like I said, was a little bit of an anomaly. But also think about this. Remember the game when the Rams put up 51 points against the Chiefs, 54-51? Yeah. That, 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 like, that was like Mahomes' is coming out party, yeah. That was about to be That's about to be the rematch Thursday night. It's going to be Jared Goff so. back playing against the Chiefs. This could be a – the, the over-under of that game I think is like 54-and-a-half or something like 55 maybe. Yeah. So they're expecting a pretty high-scoring game. Um Golf played yeah. good last year. Like it was a nine and eight team. He he was fine, but I don't think that he's going to oh, do that this year. I'm not high on another him. player. I think that is going to be really good this year on their team is San Laporta, the tight end they got. Uh, mostly because the volume he's going to get from being one of the only tight ends that's there that has a name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. The, just something so, I had to ask about the Lions and the Jets. I think they're both. I think the Jets are going to be fine. I think the Lions are a little bit overhyped, but that division is so wide open that who knows. Yeah. So if you had to pick a my guy and a my team this year that you're looking for, when I say this, this, is, this isn't your Super Bowl winner. This is a team that you think are going to do better than what people are seeing and maybe a guy that's going to break out this year. Do you, do you have anybody on your radar that you're looking at right now other than the Colts? Uh, yeah, other than Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't know. You kind of just put this on me on the spot. I think a pretty good answer could be Trevor Lawrence uh, as a my yeah. guy. I think everything's there for him. Um, continuity with his coaching staff, with his – down the line in Jacksonville, I think he's shown a bunch. What, who was your my guy? So my guy would probably be Chris Olave this year. I think with the Saints, they got Derek Carr added. You've seen Derek Carr been doing bicep curls in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. massive, bro. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of guys I think could be my guy this year. Like I like Chris Olave. I like uh, certain players like... Like, obviously, Garrett Wilson. But I think Chris Olave is the one that not a lot of people know about, which if you're playing fantasy football, you know Chris Olave. He's right. going – like, if you play fantasy football, there's players that a lot of people know about that just casuals don't. But Chris Olave, I think that a lot of people are kind of overlooking it because if you see what he did last year, he had a really good rookie season. If he was to play every game, he would have been – he would have outnumbered Garrett Wilson by, like, a mile. Yeah. Um, He was also the only receiver there, which is another thing. But – um. He was playing with, well, who was it, like Andy Dalton as his quarterback, maybe? Or was it... Maybe a little Hill action sometimes? I can't, it might have been, but the big it was, thing it is... It was Dalton, got, though. I think it was Dalton. They got Michael Thomas back. Uh, he's a healthy... He's he's good to go. Now. People are thinking that, you know, he's going to be the... He's there, so Chris Olave, might, Chris Olave might be the two. But what I'm thinking is, look what Derek Carr did with Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. Um, look what he did with... Did he play with Amari Cooper back in the day? He had to have. I don't know. Yeah, but when you think of him, he always has a receiver that's pretty pretty. And good. I think the Saints are kind of like the Lions with their division is so wide open. They actually might be favorites in the NFC South. I have them starting the season like four or five and one. Yeah, they're they're but a sleeper team for sure. The only reason I'm not big too much on them to go f- too far is going to be um because uh, of defense. Yeah, I don't know much I'm about not, them. I don't know anything about the defense to be honest, but. Yeah. So I'm going to say my guy is probably going to be Chris Olave. Now, my team, I'm not going to say it's the same as my Super Bowl winner prediction, but you don't know who my Super Bowl winner prediction is, which is kind of crazy. But uh, I think another team, I'm not going to say this is my team, but another team that's going to outplay what we think is the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are You said that, that earlier, and I was like, uh, like, does Baker really still have that in him? Baker comes in, but a big thing, I think, I'm pretty sure, so Geno Smith, you saw what he did last year, right? So their offensive coordinator, I believe, is the Buccaneers' offensive co- coordinator this year. Interesting. And I, I think let me look at that. That kind of sucks for the for the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Why would they? Yeah, that's not why I wasn't continue that. Let me look this up. Let me, let me make sure I'm not just blowing smoke up their ass. But coordinator, 2022. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm looking at the Bucks' schedule right now. And that's pro- like the hardest game they have. They host Philly on a Monday night, and they go to Buffalo week eight on Thursday night. Other than that, their schedule really isn't that bad. And like we said about the Saints, that NFC South is so wide open. That's actually a pretty decent like sleeper team that you just said. The Bucks kind of have it all there waiting for them. 
Yeah, so it's, I think it's, I don't know his name. It's like David Canales or something. So if you look it up on Google, if you look his name up, it shows that he's still the Seahawks offense coordinator. But if you look up Buck's offense coordinator, it shows him. So He probably is on Tampa Bay then. Yeah. Yeah, so he's their offense coordinator. I think he's going to bring in um, what he did for Geno and them. I think that's going to help them out a lot. So I think the Buccaneers are going to perform a lot better than what we think. But for my team this year, if I had to really go for a team that I think, it's just got to be the Jets, I feel like. Um, yeah, that's e- or even the Dolphins. What about the Cowboys? Can... I I just don't like. I think the Giants are could be better than this year. And obviously um, the Eagles are there. The Eagles. I don't know about the Commanders, but the my team is hard because the Super Bowl team that I'm going to say right now. This we're going to have this on record. Give it to us. Forty six minutes into the pod, who is your Super Bowl? Forty six minutes into the pod, I'm going to tell you guys exactly who's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you exactly why, and you're going to this is how you're going to hear it. This team last year was killed by injuries on the offense side of the ball. Their defense, I wouldn't say was the best, but they're not the worst. They have a running back to be a top three running back in the league. This guy broke his ribs last year and played with basically no wide he, he didn't play with his starting wide receivers like at all last year with them all on the field, and they still did pretty decent. I don't have any idea who you're about to say. The Chargers. <laughs> they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Wait, I kind of like that. Justin I love Herbert, Justin he Herbert. He broken rib, ribs last year. He played – so I saw some crazy stat where, like, he's only ever played, like, three snaps, I think. I, I want to say it was three snaps. Or maybe it was three games. But three snaps or three games, one of the two, which is – that's a big difference. But yeah, with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the same field. And now they got Quentin Johnson. He's the yep. he's the uh, wide receiver from TCU that is, I mean, huge. Yep. They also – First round pick. You know, yeah, they got him, and then they also have Eckler. If Eckler can have a good year like he did, he's got to stay year, healthy. Stay healthy. Now, their biggest problem is going to be beating the Chiefs, beating those teams because it's the AFC. But I think the Super Bowl prediction like could, easily, could easily be the Chargers and, I mean, Eagles probably again, honestly. Let me ask you this. I'm throwing this at you. I wanted to ask it earlier, and we were talking about a my guy. Who are you more high on? Forget who I was who I was gonna compare it to, but let me ask you, how do you think Kenny Pickett's gonna do this year for the Steelers? Kenny Pickett, um I don't know, dude. I have no idea. When we played when he came to Indy, he looked good. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that we watched. I that was like that was like his first game that we were kind of like, okay, maybe this guy can really play quarterback. Yeah. Um, because when he started out, he didn't look too amazing, but I mean, you ask Steelers def- fans, they're obviously gonna be high on their guy. I think he's shown you a little bit of stuff to be like, okay, this guy could be it. Way better than Mr. Trubisky. They're obviously going to roll with Kenny Pickett as QB1. Um, I think a good comparison could be like, do you think Kenny Pickett's going to play better than Baker this year? Like, I like um, that. That's, I think that's a pretty. I think so. I think he has a little bit more of a better team than the Bucks. I don't know. Because the thing that you could also say is a lot of people overlook Deontay Johnson too on the Steelers. He's a He's like a dumb. thousand yard receiver, except for last I don't know if he had a thousand yards last year. He might have had it. But Deontay Johnson, or Deontay Johnson, a big thing about him in fantasy is last year, bro, he didn't have a single touchdown. So Correct. That's something that's going to be wild. He so, had just under 1,000 yards, 882. In 2021, he had 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah, so that's a big drop last year. I think that, Nine more touchdowns career-wise than Michael Pittman. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, the thing about the Buccaneers a lot of people don't look at is their, their, their defense I'm, I'm not exactly sure on. There's a lot of defenses I don't know about this year because there have been so many moves I haven't seen. Yeah. But – you're going to realize they still they have Rashad White from the Patriots. I don't know if how long he played with the Buccaneers last year, but uh they ha- they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yep. Or, they so do. we'll see how how healthy those two can stay cuz we know about Mike Evans. Um but yeah, I thought I wanted to ask that earlier. I couldn't get it in uh how you're going to feel on Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers, I mean we all know how Mike Tomlin's going to run a show. They're probably going to go 500. They were a 9 and 8 team last year. I think Everything's there for Pittsburgh. I think they have a pretty decent roster on both sides of the ball. Rookie Joey Porter Jr. Like, I don't know. I think they have it all there. I think they can be a pretty good sleeper team as well. Obviously, they so have to deal with the Ravens and the Bengals, but. Who would be your Super Bowl winner team? Uh, can I just take an easy route and be like the Chiefs or the Chiefs? Eagles, bro? If you say Chiefs, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I really think it could be a rematch issue. I think that's a, that's a serious The thing Eagles, like, obviously it's week one. It's on paper. Dude, their roster is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like Nick Sirianni is definitely going all in. They are. They're always that team to like I heard it on uh I don't know if who said it, but they were like, 
on every potential move of any available player, the Eagles are always on the phone, which I like that. That's yeah. how you be competitive. That's how you last in this league. If I had to pick a Super Bowl winner, I loved your Chargers prediction. I think Justin Herbert's all the way there. I'm going to go Jets. I'm going hey, to go like Jets. It. I'm going to go like Jets. Like I'm, I'm going to take it easy. I don't like predicting like, stuff because it's impossible to. I'm going to go Jets. So, so you're, who who'd you say your bye guy was again? Trevor Lawrence. So your my guy's Trevor Lawrence. Your basically your Super Bowl winner is the Jets. I said my guy's Alave, and my Super Bowl winner prediction is the Chargers. Now, last one I guess that can make this. The, if you can get all three, the trifecta. Who's the MVP next year? MVP of the league. Is and if, gonna... if you go with the Jets, is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? Like everything is there for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. I mean, how many MVPs has he won? Like he had a back to back year. Couple, yeah, he's probably won he two. Might have won the year he won the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah, he probably probably two or three MVPs already. Uh, I he's mean, been a candidate like every year. Yeah, it's gotta be either Josh Allen, Mahomes again, or Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think or Herbert for my for mine, I'm going Herbert. I think Herbert is a QB one this year. I don't know the reason why. The, I'm so Dude, I sold would on the not, Chargers. I mean, he was second in passing yards last year at 4,700. Like, he is that man. I would not was be he mad. Really? Yeah, 4,700. Five, wasn't he out a couple uh, Mahomes. He was, I believe. Uh, I know he broke his ribs. Yeah. Um, Or he might have, like, had, like, <clears throat> I don't know. But I think that just the stat of him not having Keen Allen and Mike Williams ever out there on the same field – and then having them, and then adding Quentin Johnson yeah. onto that field is yeah. like insane. Yeah. So like imagine being in an opposing defense trying to figure yeah, that out. Yeah. And then you got Eckler. You have Eckler. Eckler's a top running back in the league. The people, I mean, he's getting drafted top five in fantasy. So I think that you don't see, I don't know. I, I just really think that if they can end up being those big teams like the Chiefs and stuff, I'm going to say it be- until I die. And I know we have Richardson now, which I'm cool with, but the Colts messed up. That year where Justin Herbert was coming out of Oregon, where they had like the 12th or 13th pick, we traded it to get DeForest Buckner, and we could have done a better move to get Justin Herbert. And I was screaming it on draft day, get Justin Herbert, because he Bro, slid. I don't know when the... Look at my pinned tweet on Twitter. Is that what it is? Something about that? You not remember my, t- my pinned tweet nah. in 2020, I think uh-huh. it was? I'm going to read this off for you guys. I think I've shown this to you. Was it something about Justin it. Herbert? Oh, yeah, it was definitely Justin Herbert. Um, my <laughs> pin tweet. Let me find this. Pin tweet on X? Yeah, or X, my bad. Listen here, Colts. Jordan Love, he's got talent, but he's nothing crazy. If we take a QB, we got to go for her. We got to get go for Herbert. His combine was A1. Trust me, he's going to be something in the NFL. Yeah, and then you and quote Colts, tweeted it a year later, or a couple months later, or no, a year later. I'm telling you, my scouting is good. You even tagged me, so the Colts should have listened to this. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, which, to be honest, it's not like I'm trying to like be like, oh, I knew, because Herbert was obviously a really good quarterback coming into it. But, I mean, the thing was, is I was so sold on. I was sold on. I don't remember who was all in that draft class. but Neither do I. Um, but I know that Herbert like kind of slid in that draft. Yeah, he, he didn't go. Uh, he was probably, let me look at that. Herbert. Uh, no, he was the sixth pick. 2020 round one pick six. So Joe Burrow went in that. Tua went in that. Um, I want to say that was Trevor Lawrence's right year, wasn't it? Maybe, maybe 21. No, Trevor Lawrence was definitely one. Yeah, but yeah, he got picked. So I want to see did Tua go above him? 2020 NFL draft. No, Tua went after him. But that was the year we got Pittman and Taylor. I know that. So if we would have got Herbert and Taylor that year, that would have been insane. That would have been absolutely just insane. So the Colts that, that was the most stacked draft class I've seen in a minute. They had Jay Jettas in that, CD Lamb in that, Jerry Judy in that, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, and that again, that was the year the Colts had the 13th pick. We traded it to the Niners. They ended up trading it to the Bucks. But that was Ballard, dude. He was so against drafting a quarterback because you know when you draft a quarterback as a GM, that timer starts. He was such a trenches guy, which Buckner has worked for us. I get it, but like you had to make a move to go up in that top 10, in that top six, and get Justin Herbert. Because we see now, we're talking about the Chargers being in the Super Bowl in the Colts, or, you know, where the Colts are at. Yeah, that that was the year that we got Rivers, right? Yeah, that was the Rivers year. Yeah, dude, I wish you should have got Herbert. 
Dude, I was screaming, bro. I was screaming to get Herbert and Ballard didn't. Let's close this episode. We're almost an hour in. This has been a killer episode. Let's talk about Colorado football. Colorado. So I wanted to add Prime this in time. Here, I have never watched college football and been so hyped. Like, I don't care if you think that it's too much. Deion Sanders is doing too much. He came in, recruited all these people. It's not real. It's not old school football. Well, I like it a lot. I think that it brings a complete different vibe into what we're watching. It brings kind of a, dude, I don't know. It just, it makes it so electrifying just to watch these players go out there and then And what was it, like 90-something percent of their entire roster is new players just because of what Coach Prime did, which he had to because Colorado was really bad last year. Yeah, they won like one game. They already yeah. tied their they're tied their yeah. what they did last year. They like, were twenty one point underdogs going into TCU. We know TCU was the runner up last year. Granted, they got smacked against Georgia, but everybody got smacked against Georgia. And Colorado goes into TCU and wins. Puts up almost. The only 50. thing I give them the bad bad or I guess it's like bad credit on was that this TCU team like they did lose everybody after last year. Like yeah. literally everybody so that's the only thing i can say is like maybe they played a team that wasn't as good as they thought they did but still they came out there and balled out dude yeah. like i mean dude, i want to see them play some i want to i don't want to say better team because tcu is good but i can't wait to see them play i want to see their schedule actually i mean um, shadir came out and threw 510 yards a colorado single game record four touchdowns 38 passes let's talk about travis hunter he's apparently your favorite player of all time now <laughs> like literally my like dude I am so bandwagging this team right now because, like, if you're a true football lover and you watch this team play, dude, it is just amazing. It's so just fun to watch. Like, he plays both sides, and on both sides of the ball, and he's an the elite best level. player on the field. Exactly. Like, it's it's insane. So, dude, they got some really good games coming up. They're so after Colorado State, they're playing Oregon with Bo Nix. Oregon's got Bo Nix. Yeah, right? they do. I think they got Bo Nix. I'm really high on Bo Nix. I've been loving him since I think he played at Auburn. And yeah, he did. I've been he, this dude's been in the in the in college for like ten years. I'm not even joking. I think he is he the guy that they did the they did the uh, graphic on where he was like eight years old in the crowd at a I think at an so. Auburn game. You're right. But I liked him. I watched one of his first games ever played at Auburn. I, I was trying to think if that was him, but I haven't heard his name in a minute because I thought he was already out of college until I saw this year. I haven't yeah. really kept up with college football that much, other than like the bigger names. Um, so then after that, he plays Caleb Williams, US. They play Caleb Williams, USC, in Colorado. That's going to yep. be. Those are back to back weeks. Most, uh, and also, what's wild, I think, is all their game times for these are to be determined. And I wonder if that's because they just realized, like. It's definitely because they <laughs> have to put prime, Coach Prime in prime time, 100%. And yeah. again, for all the listeners, this is the last year of the Pac 12. So, like. This is the last year that we're going to get Colorado going up against Oregon, going up against USC, going up against Oregon State, who they have the Clemson transfer. I'll pay. I'll give you five dollars if you can say his name right. The the U- ukulele. U- yeah, ukulele. Yeah, exactly. So like, dude, Colorado is going to be a lot of fun to watch. So what year. Clemson did last night, didn't you? Oh yeah, got dogged by Duke. When has Duke the football Colts. been anything? <laughs> For real, dude. The stripes uh, on the fucking jerseys. I hate that. I just think it's going to be so fun to see what this Colorado team does. Like like I said, them being TCU really isn't, to me, isn't like a huge... I think like, it is. They were 21-point underdogs. For them, it's huge, but we don't know who TCU is until next week. So How long TCU, uh, before Colorado, if any, they might get ranked this week, maybe, so, in the 20s. Oh, they're already ranked. Are they? 22nd. Yeah, there you go. So... I think that they can beat Nebraska and Colorado State if they play the way they did. But if they beat Oregon, that's whenever people are going to be like, all right, this team might be like a national championship At Oregon team. as well. And it's at Oregon. And then if they beat Col- if they beat Oregon and then beat USC, it's over. They're going to be a top five team. Like, my, my question was how long before they get ranked? How long before they get in the top ten? Top, top ten, though, if they beat Oregon and USC, they'll be top five. Like, there's nothing- everybody is going to be high on Which, granted, they, they – they show you why you should be high on them, but everybody's going to be high on Colorado. And then what's going to be wild is if we see them go undefeated or something this year and they end up playing someone like Alabama or something, oh my God. They somehow get into the playoff. But the Pac-12 the Pac is... The last year. Facts. The Pac-12 is super good. Colorado, like, they have a, the hard test. This is It's the only Power 5 conference, which I think is hilarious, that is undefeated through week one because this is the last year of the Pac-12, sadly. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I think... Uh, they have the the primetime Fox game next week, the big noon kickoff. They're they're 
Coach Prime's home debut against a terrible Nebraska team led by Matt Rule. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a bad coach. Um, so they up on him. Yeah, they should put up like 40, 50 points on Let me Nebraska. see their lines on the sports books. Against Nebraska? Uh, I, I wonder if they're going to be – the fact that they were a 21-point underdog, I didn't even know about that because I told myself, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to be gambling college or anything like that right now. I just want to – I want to hit those anytime touchdowns. On the Sunday. line That's right now, they're three and a half point favorites. The over under is 59 and a half. Jesus. What's I don't, that? dude, I lost, I put in two parlays this weekend and I was one leg off of both of them. They were like three or four parlays, three or four legs, and I was one leg off of both of them. So That's the start of my year has already been heartbreaking. But hey, we have Thursday night football coming up and we have week one of the NFL on Sunday, which I'm going to be putting some coin down. Hey, Travis Hunter is a plus one ten. He's the only player playing both sides of the football. So, I don't know, man. Anything else you want to talk about, though? That's about it. Thank you guys for watching the video or the podcast or listening to the podcast. If you're an uh, hour in, you're a legend. Especially if on you're YouTube. An hour in, what you're gonna do right now is go onto YouTube, find our latest video, comment. One hour in this bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, say one hour in. But um, yeah, I got nothing else to good. say. Yeah, like I said, subscribe to our YouTube. Give us a five-star review on our podcast if you liked it, and peace.